Sit down, David. Praise the Lord. Nigeria, praise the Lord. Please be seated and turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. And I'll read from verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do, not do any work, Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Those are the Ten Commandments of God. We started looking at um, the Ten Commandments on Sunday. We will continue with that subject, even so today. Last Sunday, we, we stated that these commandments were commandments of love. The truth is, even as I've read all of those commandments, if you find that your life is at variance with them. God considers you to be one who hates him. Even though you are in church, as far as God is considered concerned, you hate God. They are commandments of love. If you love God, then you will keep those commandments. It is not possible, absolutely impossible, for you to Keep the commandments and not love God. You can only keep these commandments because there is a love of God in your heart that flows out from you. We looked at the first commandment, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I explained that this refers to many of the things that we do, dealings with the native doctor, dealings with babalawos, 
it refers to things like taking of chieftaincy titles, even Christian chieftaincy titles. There are supposed to be Christian chieftaincy titles these days. But the truth of the matter is, nobody should go and take a title that is meaningless. Because that's one of the meanings of the word idol. I'll explain later. I knew somebody who had a title once that simply goes this way. If you don't understand Yoruba, you won't understand it. But it's the Akeni of Isheri, the number four person in a place. What kind of title is that? Some people take title. The man that dresses well. Stupid titles. But because of those titles, they make you bow down to idols. I'll show you. Switch off that phone. I'll show you what God says. You see, the, this particular issue of having other gods before God is the one commandment where God says the punishment will be upon you, upon your children's children, upon your children, upon your children's children, and your children's children's children, and children's children's children. It's like it will wipe out the whole family. And there are people who are here today who are actually suffering under the yoke of something that your great your great grandfather might have been the chief high priest to an idol in a village. If that is so, then something that's why you find that you go to camp, everybody will pray, you do deliverance a ten thousand times at a mountain of fire, nothing happens. Because who are you dealing with? God. You're dealing with God. So let's take God seriously because I can perceive that it's God who wants us to talk about these things. And in these next few weeks, there will be a lot of expositions. You will find out that suddenly you can't hide where God is. And I explained that the biggest idol that we can put before God is called the idol of self. The idol of self. That it is because we love ourselves so much, much more than we love God, that many do the things that they do. Some people cannot miss an opportunity to make a profit or make some gain, even if it is illegal. They just can't. Because you want to be like some other people. There are people who are still struggling. For the past two years, they've been struggling to put enough money together to buy a five series. And eventually, they will steal to buy a five series. They don't care about anybody. All they care about is that they want to drive five series. It is because you love self so much that you would risk defrauding the place that you walk in and not mind that God's name will be brought into disrepute. Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter 2, verse 21. Everybody turn there, and let's read it together. It's the word of God. Philippians 2, 21. Are we all there? Okay, let's read together. One, two, go. For all seek their own, and not the things which are Jesus Christ all seek their own. That is when the God of self is in control. You want to do the things that will please you. 
you want to be able to travel as and when you want. After a while, you get dissatisfied with traveling economy. You want to travel business class, and you don't mind sleeping with somebody else's husband so that you can travel business class. That's self. That God of self is a very difficult God to deal with, and it spans all the ten commandments. If we can take care of the God of self and just bring God and put God in place, then things will begin to work out for us. Let's look at the second commandment today. And you find that in verses 4 to 6. It says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You keep his commandments, you love him. You do not keep them, you hate him. And there are many in Christendom, who are haters of God. Now, verse 4, 5, and 6 still is dealing with the issue of idol worship, just to show that God really and truly does not like that at all. But this time around, he spells out what he means by idols. He says, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. That is, you must not be involved in putting together or making an image, an idol. What is an idol? The funny thing is the Bible has very interesting descriptions. I copied about five of them. In, in Hebrew, when you see the word idol, it can mean aven, A-V-E-N, and it means nothingness, vanity. Isaiah 41, 29 says, Behold, they are all vanity. Their works are nothing. Their molten images are wind and confusion. Or you can find it as another Hebrew word, elil, E-L-I-L. It means a thing of nothing. A thing of not. That is a thing of nothing. There's nothing in it at all. Psalm 97, verse 7. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Another word, ima, E-M-A-H, means terror. And that's just an allusion to the very hideous forms of idols. Perhaps one word that is important that we should try and remember is bosheth. It means shame. A shameful thing. So that when you see people involved in idol worship, they are dealing with shame. And they are dealing with nothing. Vanity. It's not going to end well. And God now begins to spell out what he means by idols. He says, do not make those carvings. 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, that's a carving, an idol, or anything, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is under the earth. Now, the truth is that in this nation, Nigeria, that we live in, there's hardly any village that doesn't have a village deity. Yes, everybody's doing like this now. That's why many of us run away from home. And we thank God we found Christianity. But the interesting thing about all of that is there are many cunning ways that the enemy still reaches out to us. Some of us who are here uh, relations, uncles, uh, the chief idol worshipper in the village. And they have a way of sending messages to you from time to time. There are many people here, Christians we are. You want to marry, you see, check at home. Your mother checks for you and tells you, ah, no, that woman is not your wife. And you walk away because you believe the word that has come from the village shrine. The truth of the matter is, once you enter that place, whomsoever you believe has become your God. So there are many ways of buying down before these things. Every village in Nigeria, there's no village that doesn't have a deity that the village worships. And then they try to make sure that all those days, they are worship days will fall in line with the time that people generally will be at home. The biggest worship days must be around Christmas because everybody is busy traveling home. You stay away, but they manage to take some money from you towards that event. Whatever it is that they call it, you are taking part one way or the other. Praise the Lord. God doesn't like these things at all. God is either God or he is not God. He cannot be God in the city of David and you have something else as God in the village or at home. I remember a gentleman, forever he drove a beetle and that beetle was, I can't even know, know how to describe that beetle. I've never seen a car that's just as jalopish as that car. And the mother really was not happy. So finally got another job and bought a car. And then that car didn't last one week. They stole it. Ah, the mother went to the village trying to check. But something must be wrong. Why her own son? And whatever information she got, she passed on the information. When they pass information like that on to you, it's a way of enticing you into a place that you ought not to be in. You just must not listen to those things. You must not even... The truth is, most people want to always know what tomorrow has in store for them. And so, they eventually will listen to these things. Once you find yourself getting information from these places, you are involved in idol worship. And we've got to be very, very careful. The reason why the Lord is speaking about it now is that it's time 
for us to make amends. Let's draw a line between the Christian faith and the things that they do at home. Some of us in our homes have figurines that have to do with idols. We have little, little things that if you've just kept, you've removed it from place of prominence, but you have not thrown it away since you became a Christian. It's still there. Tonight when you get home, take it out and throw it away. But some of you will be afraid to throw it away. God is either God or he's not God. I'll tell you a true story. When I was in Haiti many, many years back, when I was returning home, I bought some Haitian carvings. There's this way they, they make face masks out of leather. And um, I hung one up in my house. And everybody just fell sick. Everybody was just falling sick, falling sick. And I just said, the only strange thing inside this house is this thing. So I took it out, poured some petrol on it, and tried to burn it. The thing refused to burn. And there are many of us who have strange things like that in our homes. And things are just not working. And you don't know how or why. Go and take that idol out of its place. And what God just wants is just a clean environment. That's all. A clean environment. Many of us believe Christians who have a tendency towards idol worship have a philosophy. They believe that prayer can never be too much. There are many prayer houses, particularly in River State. Those are not prayer houses. They are places where people deal with familiar spirits. That's what they are. And people go there to find out, to go and check. Stop checking. You get into trouble with God. And it's not just God you get into trouble with. You get into trouble and your children will carry that trouble. Many people don't think of it from that point of view. If you understand that your children will carry the trouble, you will behave yourself. Now that's dealing with idols as we black people know it. That's juju, you know, carvings and masks. But idol, an idol can also be an object of adoration. Somebody or something that you greatly and fanatically admire and love. I've seen people in this church greet some people and um, I've wondered and I just walked on later to ask me, who was that person? You know, people, when you show more respect than you should to a human being, you have entered slowly without knowing it into the place of worship. Just a human being like yourself. Maybe because the person has, you know, a lot of money. You've got to be careful in the way. I'm not saying you should be rude to people because they say there are many people in this church, they don't know how to greet people. Let's be civil and be well behaved. But we must not grovel in front of another human being. No, no, no. God does not want that at all. He doesn't. That's why in verse 
5, he says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. God says, I'm jealous. Why? Because you've introduced something else into that place or that arena that is called worship. There's only one being that must be worshipped, and that's just God. Nothing else must be worshipped. Nothing. And sometimes you show worship without knowing that you're actually giving worship. But God knows, and he's the one that determines who is stepping out and following idols. I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So let's be careful. Because the moment you enter into the place of idol worship, God says you hate him. You become a hater of God. Don't mind if you know how to say hallelujah and you can speak in tongues. You can do those things and still hate God. That's why you find Christians who go to all churches, any church, whatever it is that they are doing, they'll be there. What exactly are they looking for? Only they know. God is simple. He's to be found here. If only we will spend time with the Bible, we will find this God there. These commandments are commandments of love and power. Power comes once we begin to keep to these commandments. Power to live life victoriously will come. Some of us have things in our homes that are like works of art. As I've told somebody, I said, don't put a dragon the picture of a dragon in your home because a dragon is the same thing as Satan if they painted a really bad thing that made you afraid and they called it Satan nobody would buy it but a nice picture of a dragon the land of the dragon, the land of the east anything that has to do with a dragon speaks of who? of the enemy or speaks of Satan you cannot glorify Satan cannot and should not. Because at the end of the day, when the trouble comes, it doesn't just come on you alone. It flows down the whole family. And sometimes you find yourself just struggling and struggling and struggling. You've done everything. You've fasted. You've prayed you've been at Lazarus comfort, nothing seems to, to shift. As one man said to me, I put head here, beam. I put head here, beam. It's not funny. The man has left church today because he just couldn't make a headway in life. He said everywhere, just beam. When that comes upon you, you've got to look back. It might just be your grandfather, it might be your father. Not to talk of you now, stretching forth your hand, getting involved in all these things of darkness. 
We must not in this church be involved in these things of darkness. We must not. We must not. Because the Bible says they are things of shame. Look at Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. I want us all to read together. Exodus 34, verse 7. That's where God reveals himself to Moses. Are we all there? Okay, let's read together. One, two, go. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. That's who God is. And one of the things about God I didn't say on Sunday is that he is also the consuming fire. Have you ever seen, what does fire do? It burns. Fire does only one thing. It burns. Anything you put in fire will be, will be burnt. So if God himself is the fire, then we can have a serious problem. In this church, we must stay away from all of these things. All those of you who are still checking, they are checking for you at home. Who is your husband? Who is not your husband? All those jazz must stop. It's good to believe God. See, the way God wants us to operate is walk in faith. That's why it's not impossible for God to make us see apparitions. But he wants us to come to terms with a God that we cannot see. But that you believe in. That's faith. And you can't be in here and say that's what you are practicing. And at the same time, you are busy going to prayer houses. Satan will tell you nine truths, but will tell you one lie. I can guarantee you about one thing. That one lie will destroy your life irrevocably. But God will help us all. Turn with me to Psalm 19. Let's read together verses 12, 13, and 14. 19 verses 12, 13, and 14. Are we all there? Okay, let's read together. One, two, go. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lift up your voices and ask the Lord today to cleanse you by his blood from all secret faults. Because there are some things that we do, we do that we don't even know are not acceptable to God. Tell him to hold you back from presumptuous sins. Ask him to help you so that the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart will be acceptable unto him. Speak to the Lord yourself today. Now even whilst we are praying, there are some of us who are here. This God we are talking about is our God. We know him to be our God. Yet we do so many things 
that we ought not to do. But there are some of us who are here. This God is not your God because you have never formally asked him to be your God. You see, you've got to ask him to be your God. You have to make that request. You've got to say to him that you believe he died on the cross for your sins and that his blood was poured out for your sins. Tell him that you accept the sacrifice on the cross. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior today. And ask him to write your name in the book of life. If you have never done so and all you do is come into church, you have been wasting your time. You must do so. And the truth is, if you do so, you'll be accepted. But that you must do so, there's no shortcut. You can't become a Christian by association. You become a Christian because you open your mouth and ask the Lord to be your God and your Savior. So if you need to pray that prayer, please go ahead and do so. But whilst you are doing so, lift up your hand so that we can put a card in your hand. It's very important that we put this card in your hand because we need to write to you to tell you a number of things. So if you know that you have never asked the Lord to be your Lord and Savior and you need to do so today, please kindly put up your hand wherever you are. There are ushers standing and looking out to put a card in your hand. They'll put that card in your hand. Once you get the card, you put down your hand. But if you need to ask the Lord today to be your Lord and Savior, if you don't ask him, you can't ask him to cleanse you with his blood. He can't do that. He has to be first your Lord and Savior. Dress of us, let's just pray Psalm 19. Ask him today to cleanse you from all secret faults, to hold you back from presumptuous sins. It is presumption to put the God of self before God. Very, very, very presumptuous. Ask him that the words of your mouth from this day on and the meditations of your heart, the thoughts that you think about will be acceptable in his sight. It is you we come to today, Lord. We come by the blood of Jesus, the precious, the eternal blood of Jesus. We ask in the name of Jesus that today you will cleanse us all from secret faults. Let the blood that has overcome Satan and the world wash us all clean today, Lord. Cleanse each and every one of us, Lord, even as we have gathered here today. Cleanse us from all secret faults, Lord. Lord, hold us back from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over us. Indeed, let sin not have dominion over us. May the words of our mouth, the meditations, the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Madose kiba zaika zakata nayade. Madese kiza bakita mazike bazakata nayade. Maikozo kude sabila kita nayade. Mandozo koto zakite malakita. Baikata zabekete. Mandozo kuta zakika likata nayade. Bayaka zakite leba. Lozo kuta bazike malikata. Mantozo kuta zeke barakata nayade. Lazakite malukata yade. Bazakoto mazakite balikata nada. Lord God Almighty, look down upon us today and have mercy upon each one of us, Lord. Lord, the grace and the ability to walk and keep to your commandments given to each one of us, Lord. Help us to love you, Lord. For you indeed have shown us love by dying on our behalf. Mazekete bazika bakata, lazike bazuka tayade, 
spirit of the living God come upon us even as the spirit of wisdom and understanding as the spirit of counsel and might come today as our comforter and our teacher come and help us to zeki mazakata maike zekita zabezike bakata ndayade mando zokoto zeke balikata leke zekete malikata mando zokoto zakike likata ndayade lazakata makide yalata lazakite Madozokuta kadaki labakata mande zekete barika zakata ndayade lazakoto zeki malakata mazeke balika zakite nebarakata pazokoto zeki balakata mando zokuta kile keteli makata yade braza kota yade lazike malakita and so shall it be in Jesus mighty name Lord prepare me a sanctuary your and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be Sanctuary for you, Lord, prepare me. A sanctuary, pure and holy, right and true. and just proclaim that I am the temple of the living God. Therefore, idols have no place in me. Today, I declare that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. I have him of God. I shall not be involved with anything to do with idols. I shall not bow down myself before them. 
in Jesus' mighty name.